Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis, and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new, and it is from God. Today, I've been commissioned by the Holy Spirit to ask this question to everyone who's under the sound of my voice. Do you realize how important your life is to God? Human life. Did you hear that? See, since 2018, there's been an uptick in suicides and mental illnesses in this nation. And because of that and other things God has been observing, this is on his heart. And it grieves him because he's concerned about our lives and the quality of our lives. It's important for everybody to know that your life is important to God. And there was a message that I heard this week that really accented this point and it authenticated this truth. It was a message by a man of God by the name of Tim Sheets. And the message was revelatory, which means that I know that this, this message he received from God, it was a revelation from God. and. The title of the message was Resuscitate, and that message spoke directly to how important your life, my life, every human life is to God. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, I'm going to begin with that scripture to expound on what the Holy Spirit has taught me this week that he wants me to teach you. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, and it's the New King James Version of the Scripture. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, before God created mankind, everything prior to mankind that he created, He spoke it into existence. He said, let there be. I'll give you a couple examples. In Genesis chapter one, verse three, it reads, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. In Genesis chapter one, verse six, it reads, then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters that were above the firmament, and it was so. And if you continue to read in Genesis chapter 1, all the way through to Genesis, the, the middle of Genesis 25, 26 is when he starts speaking of mankind. But everything that he spoke, he created up to that point, he spoke into existence. But when he created mankind, which I just read you in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Instead, it reads, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, let's take a look at the word image, because that's very important. He created us in his image, his own image. The word image in Hebrew is Salam Elohim, 
and you spell it T-Z-E-L-E-M-E-L-O-H-I-M. So that's Salam is one word and Elohim, which refers to God, is the second word. And basically what it means is to cause a shadow. When God created mankind, and this is what was very profound about the message that Apostle Tim Sheets taught. He said, God stands in the Garden of Eden and allows his shadow to fall upon the ground. And when his shadow fell upon the ground, that's when he created us in his image. And so this, because God didn't speak mankind into existence, and he took the time to really come down from heaven and stand in the Garden of Eden and allow his shadow to fall upon the ground in which he created our image, which was a reflection of his image. It shows you how important mankind is to God. And Apostle Sheets goes on to write, with man, God changed his own creation pattern. God used his hands to create man with his own hands. Imagine this, God, the creator of everything, took the time to use his own hands to create us. And he goes on to write that it was each was personalized. That means each one of us are unique. God made us all different, different personalities, different propensities, different colors, different sizes, a variety, as you can see, of mankind all over the world. And God used his hands to create man with his own hands. And then, as I said, personalized it. And it was designed to be a love relationship. And Apostle Sheet goes on to say, the father's touch is to be constant with his creation, with us. Our father relates to mankind differently than the rest of creation. Did you hear that? Think about that for a moment. I said to you, God wants you to know how important your life is to him. And by the Apostle Sheets, Tim Sheets, going into detail based on the revelation that, that God gave him of how God took the time to use his own hand to create each and every one of us as individuals, giving us our own personalities, giving us our own places that we are to, to live, what nations our parents, God created all of that. But look how personalized it was to cast a shadow and use his own hands. And he created us very differently than he did the rest of creation. Today's episode of Phyllis is a New Creation is its real love. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, I'm going to read you the King James Version of the scripture. It reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now first, he casts his shadow and he creates our image. And then he goes further to form us from the dust of the ground. Again, he's using his hands. And he breathed into our, into our nostrils. 
the breath of life, and we became living souls. So again, God is very personal with us. It's a love relationship, and it's real love. Now this week, the Holy Spirit has been ministering to me in song, and I've been ministering to him by singing the song. And the song that the Holy Spirit has been ministering to me reminded me of this scripture, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, when it speaks of God breathing into our nostril. Because God's the breath of God is called Ruha, R-U-A-H. That's the Hebrew word for breath. So his breath, he breathed into our nostrils. And that's how we became living souls. And some, some translations says living beings, but I prefer the living soul because the soul is your mind, will, and emotion. We became alive because of him. He gave us life. This song that the Holy Spirit kept kept ministering to me, and I'm hearing it right now, even as I share this message with you. It's a song, and the name of the song is Great Are You, Lord. And the song is by a group called All Sons and Daughters. And I'm just going to read to you some of the lyrics, and I'm going to read to you the refrain of the melody that keeps resonating right now in my spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been, he has been, encouraging me this week with this song. He's been ministering to me and I've been ministering to him because I've been singing it out loud to God and personalizing it. And that's what we should do. That And that really helps us in our walk with the Lord because God is so good and to, he's, he's a personal God. He's a relationship building God. He wants that personal relationship one-on-one with us. And so sometimes he will minister to us this way through a song. So that this song, I just chose of the first part of the song, but I'm going to emphasize the refrain of it because that's what really, that's what really blesses me and keeps me going with this song. So the first part it says of the song says, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. And this is the part that the Holy Spirit keeps singing to me. It's the refrain and, and the melody. It says, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. That song and that that refrain has really blessed me this week and continues to bless me as I as I proclaim it. Because what I do is I decree and declare to God. I say, God, you give hope. You restore every heart that's broken. Greater you, Lord. But that part, I say, it's, it's, it's your breath, your ruha in my lungs. So I'm pouring out praise to you, God. I pour out my praise. I thank you, God. I bless you, God. I praise your holy name. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Greater you, Lord. You are the Alpha and the Omega who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. Just singing to him, just expressing that to him. And it's his breath in our lungs. Your ruha, your breath is in my lungs. So I'm pouring out my praise to you and to you only. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That is how we worship him. That's real love. That's expressing real love to him. And when we worship him that way, and when he comes to us in songs, that's a form of warfare. That's what keeps the enemy at bay. When you're worshiping God, when you're praising him, that is a tool for war. And it's a tool, a weapon of war that God has given us to win the victory every time in Christ Jesus. Talking about his real love. So we have to get beyond the surface with our relationship with God. 
There's so much more to him. And he wants to express that with us. That's why when he sees us in a state of depression, hopelessness, lack, he knows that he has so much more for us if we just come to him and lay it at his feet and then honor him, worship him, praise him. It's not always just coming to him and you in your prayer of, of listing what you don't have, but just letting him know how good he is and letting him lead you in what his desire is. God desires worship. So when he comes to me in that song, I am working on he's working in my heart. And I'm working to lift him to him to let him know how wonderful he is. That's what relationship is about. That's what God wants. He wants a relationship with us. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, and I'm going to read you the NIV version of the scripture. Let me read you verse 18 because it ties into it. I'll read the second part of verse 18, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And I'm going to read you the Berean version of the scripture. It reads, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless indiscretion. Instead, be filled with the spirit. And then Ephesians 5.19 says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Did you hear that? See, God wants us to do that. Not only are we going to speak to one another with psalms and, and hymns, which is from the Holy Spirit himself that's inside of us, but then we sing, as I said earlier, and make music from our heart to the Lord. That's encouraging to him. Because we know that God's love for us, it is real. It is real. His love is real. Who and what you believe about yourself is key to knowing the truth. Through God to who you really are. And you know what is real and what is false. Now, in the scripture, Jesus, he was teaching. And he was teaching among the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes, and they were asking him questions. And this is in the book of Mark, Mark, Mark chapter 12. This is going on through the whole book of Mark. And he got to a part where he was in the area where they were asking him questions. The Pharisees asked him questions about taxes. The, uh, the Sadducee asked him a question about the resurrection. And then we had a scribe that asked him a question about what was the greatest commandment. And that's what I'm going to share with you now. It's in the book of Mark. Chapter 12, I'm going to read you verse number 29 through verse number 32. And it reads, this is, I'll, I'll tell you, I told you this before. It was a scribe that walked up to Jesus and asked him a question. He asked him, he said, what was the first of all the commandments? That's what he asked Jesus. Which was the first of all the commandments? In other words, he said, which is the first commandment of all? Which is the most important? And Jesus answered him. He said, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Did you hear that? Now, remember, when Jesus came to earth, the, the children of Israel were still under the Mosaic law. They were still under the laws of Moses. And so they were, especially the religious leaders, were coming to him. They were asking their questions based on the Mosaic law. Jesus came to fulfill the law. So that's why his teaching was so different, because he went, he, he kept the law of Moses. He kept that in mind as he was interacting with them. But he would take it beyond the Mosaic law because he came to fulfill it. And so they were always asking him from a religious point of view, from what they knew from the Mosaic law. And so that's where these questions were coming from. But Jesus said that to them. And this is what the part I want you to, to pick up on here. In Mark chapter 12, verse 32, one of the scribes answered him. And this is what, this is how it reads. So the scribes said to him, well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth, for there is one God and there's no other but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, this is Jesus saying to him, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? See, when Jesus explained to them, which is the first commandment, he started off as speaking to them about speaking to them the Shema. And the Shema is what he said at first. He said, Hear, O Israel. That's the Shema. That's what in the synagogues, that's what they before they do their prayers, they'll quote the Shema. So that was very familiar to them. So when he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So he's basically was saying to them, There's one God, just like the scribe explained what Jesus was saying. And then he told them they should love God with all their heart, all their soul, all their strength. And then it says they should love their neighbors themselves. The scribe he really understood it and he summarized it quite well. I want to go over that again because I found that very helpful to me even. He said, for there is one God, which there is only one God, and there's no other God. But if you were to love him, think about if we start with loving God with all our heart, with all our understanding, and with all our soul, and with all our strength. So we love God first with everything that's within us. And then in addition to that, we love other people, love our neighbors as ourselves, like we love ourselves. That's why Jesus said that right there is the greatest commandment to do that. You start off by loving him, by loving God. And then out of that, you also love your neighbors as yourself. And that covers everything. But this is the last sentence that I want you to to hear this through this exchange is very important. The Holy Spirit brought to my attention today. Jesus said, it said, again, I'm at Mark chapter 12, verse 32. And Jesus says, it said, now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? What he meant by this is the same thing he means to some people today. It starts with first understanding God's word. But it goes further than that. 
that scribe had understanding because he wisely received what Jesus was saying. He really received it. Now Jesus is saying to him, you're not far. And the reason why he said you're not far and that you're not in the kingdom because he didn't believe. He didn't believe on Jesus. There are many people in the world today that are fond of Jesus. They thought he was a great teacher. They, they believe that he is a, a God of love, a God of peace, all those wonderful things. But that they're not necessarily willing to obey him. Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. He also says, how can you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? So there are people who are willing to agree that Jesus is good. He's a good God, but he's just not their God. Or some who are in the church who say, yes, I agree with Jesus on some things. I agree with the Bible on some things, but I don't agree with the Bible on other things. So you kind of pick and choose how you want to live and what you want to live by. But Jesus is saying, he's saying, you're not far from the kingdom, but you're not in the kingdom. See, being close in the kingdom doesn't really help. It begin, it is a start. Understanding is a start in, ter in terms of understanding the word of God, and understanding what God says. But God wants us to obey his word. Put it into practice to live it. Talking about it's real love. Because if you love a person, you will tell them the truth. If you love a person, you'll take the blindness off their eyes. And so that's why that statement was so important. And the Holy Spirit really showed me that. So important. See, it's important that we begin to think past what has happened to us in the past and push beyond our experiences so that we can open up our heart and really get to the level in a relationship with God that he wants with us. But if you're holding on to things that have happened to you in the past, both good and bad, that can keep you from hindering, can, which can hinder you from getting to a greater, deeper level in your walk with God, you have to let those things go and allow God to lead you as to how he wants your relationship to become deeper. There may be some people who are listening to me today who are in the body of Christ, but they've never thought about the fact that the Holy Spirit can really, and God can really come to you through songs, put songs in your heart and minister to you in the songs. They think, or they may have thought that sometimes they may hear a song from church again and say, mm, I really like that song and just sing it. It comes to them, but that's God nudging you. That's God nudging you. I hear Psalm 37, 4 that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. What God says in that scripture, if you delight yourself in him, you love him, you spend time with him or have a relationship with him, he will give you the desires of your heart because your desires and his desires will meet. They will match. Talking about real love. I want to speak to those people today who never thought about it's real love, having a real relationship with the one who created them, who loves them, and took the time using his hands to create us in his image and breathe into our nostrils the breath of life, and we became a living soul. We're so important to God, and he doesn't want 
one person to perish. He wants everyone to have an opportunity to be a part of his kingdom and to be a part of his family. Not near it, but be a part of it. If you are that person I'm speaking to today, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for taking the time to create me, to create me the way you created me, where you created me, how you created me. I never thought about how personal it was. But now that I know it was so personal, I know that you love me just that much. I do believe that Jesus died for me on the cross for all my sins. I do believe that you raised him from the dead. And I'm asking you to let me be in your family. I do want to be in relationship with you and experience your real love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis is a New Creation. And remember, Phyllis is a New Creation exists so that you will know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, It's Real Love, came straight from the throne room of heaven, from God himself, who has a heart of love. Remember, God is love. And because he loves us, he's reaching out to us this day and letting us know how much he loves us and that he wants a relationship with us. You may find Phyllis's A New Creation in Google Podcast. You can just even go up to Google and type in Phyllis A New Creation and there it'll pop up. And when it does pop up, subscribe to it because that way the messages will come to you each week without your even having to wait for it or even search for it. For those of you who like to sow into Phyllis's A New Creation, I have two ways you may do so. First of all, I have a cash app and my cash app is dollar sign P-A-N-E-W-C. That's dollar sign P-A-N-E-W-C. And others of you who like to write and send a check, you may send a check to Phyllis's A New Creation, 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, L-A-U-D-E-R-H-I-L-L, Florida, 33351. Again, that's Phyllis's A New Creation, 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, L-A-U-D-E-R-H-I-L-L, Florida, 33351. Now, I wanted to make sure that I emphasize to you that I'm so excited about my website and I will be relaunching, really launching a website within the next couple of weeks. And when you go to the website, there'll be so many other ways that we can connect together. I'll have a newsletter. We'll have opportunities for people to explore more messages because sometimes maybe a message that really touched you and you want to explore it in more details, ways you can do that. And there'll be different things that we'll be connecting with Zoom calls, just different things that I haven't done in the past that I will be doing in the future. And I'm so excited about it because I know this is God and it's his timing. So look, I look forward to that. Stay tuned. I'll give you more information about the website within the next few weeks. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every soul that heard this message today and every soul that you drew to this message today. And I pray, God, that they recognize that you do want an a relationship with them and their lives is important to you, God. It's real love. And the real love is that agape love that you have for us that's unconditional. And we thank you, God, for loving us. Amen. Have a wonderful day.